There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it's Jennifer. Hello there, Jennifer. The announcer of the week because of my support for the Ronald McDonald House during Bids for Kids. I'm glad you did. I lost my mom about a year and a half ago, and we always used to laugh and tease about the Lori and Julia show. That's understandable. So I know you'll be getting a kick out of this, Mom. Aw, that is so sweet. So here they are, broadcasting live from the My Talk studios in St. Paul, Lori and Julia. Julia. All right, my talkers, we're hanging out with Lori and Julia on this productive Tuesday, as Lori likes to call it. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm going to have to go with it for sure. Let's have some fun with the next hour here with Lori and Julia, and we are all excited to hear what you guys have to say. Oh, I oh gosh. Well, look, at, look at how productive we've been today. Let's, we've had a book on. We've, oh, you know, yeah. we've done so much in an hour. Absolutely. So much, so much talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I watched The Disaster Called The Bachelorette with two women this morning, oh, Gabby no. and Rachel. Rachel. Oh, no. I, I do like watching it, though. I'm not going to lie. Listen, I we watched a show Paris. called Gabby and Rachel Goes to Paris. The only, we loved it, partly be big part of it, because we were in Paris. It was really fun. And I kept thinking, are these places you like to go, Lori? I, the very first scene when, I, whichever gal, they're walking in front Gabby. of a church. Mm-hmm. It's a small, that's the Saint-Germain um, church that is one of the older churches in Paris. And it's right across from Café du Magoo. Which is where um, the the Mr. Magoo goes every no, once in a while. No, it's, it's Magoo spelled M A G O T S. I like what you did there. Yeah. I'm wondering where to find Mr. Magoo. He's a cafe du Magoo. There's two cafes, Cafe Floor and Cafe du Magoo. Okay, that are side by side. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Casey and I, I used to call it du Magoo, but I know that's not right. Oh, oh, oh. But, I was like, oh, that's the little church if you sit on that side of the cafe that you'll see. So, I mean, like I said to you before, Paris always stays the same. So, you see Montmartre, it's always Montmartre. And, and I always thought it was the Montmartre. Montmartre. And, yeah. you know, the Eiffel Tower with the twinkling light. I mean, it's just so pretty. It was right. so fun to go to Paris. But I am telling you, poor Rachel had <sighs> to cry again about the, the men's lack of interest in her. And I feel like there's some who really like her, though. But she really, it's, I, these poor guys, these, this pool of men has been cut in half. And the men sit around and decide which women they like. I, I don't, I, I, I don't it would like, be hard it doesn't hear. make any sense. It would be really, well, it's already happening. So I know, but, but, but yeah, you'll I'm never wa- do this again. No, we're mm-hmm. both watching it. Um, the meatball guy um, with the dark hair. 
with the little split between his teeth. Listen, just the he's fact, a Minnesota he's guy. He's the only one whose name I know because his name is Meatball, Meatball which is I kind of like him though. I think he's kind of cute. <laughs> but the the ones, um, but to have this girl <laughs> sit and cry. Oh no, this woman <laughs> and, and a rose ceremony. We've never had this many rose cocktail parties get canceled, canceled because of crying. These two ladies could sue ABC for damages this season. It's so crappy, emotional damage. And I think they thought the uh, audience would want to see a competition, but actually, we like when they when Gabby said, "Rachel, you want to go to the bathroom so they could talk." That we're we like seeing the two friends supporting each I other. I do. And when Jesse Palmer, he is so wooden, he, and he came so out bad. and speaking French in front of the oh, yeah. um, Virgin Cruise Line that appeared to be completely empty. But it was good branding, good sales for Virgin. Maybe, but I don't know anybody who's gone on a Virgin cruise ship. Jason will next time because there's no children. Yeah, well, I, he should have talked to me. He's an official <laughs> travel agent. I told him that. Don't ever travel without my good authority. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, um, I'm a, you know, travel. Um, you you have traveled everywhere, Lori. You but really I mean, have. I have yep. good senses of what people like. And yes. Jason is a traveler like me. Mm-hmm. Five star. Four and five star. Four and five star. And no children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no, no children. children. <laughs> Why bother with those people? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No okay, but so, <laughs> but, but like these two are going to talk about on, on a podcast at some point down the road about how toxic this was and that the best thing to come out of it is with their, their friendship, friendship yep. and going to Paris with each other. And I would watch Gabby and Rachel goes to Paris, but all these guys and, you know, then what nice wide shot were they wearing at the rose ceremony with their capes? I thought I was looking at Nicole Kidman looking. It was around. cold. It was yeah. cold on the cruise ship, Lori. Yeah. yeah. I kind of liked the capes, though. I got to be honest. Okay. I kind of liked, I liked their dresses for the rose ceremony. I anyway, mean, we, the man still, here isn't big enough. No, it isn't. It got deleted very, I mean, the, by losing three of them because they didn't accept a rose right away. They should have let someone, I mean, they should be doing tradesies. Yeah, they should trade. Yeah. That would have been more fun. Any. Anyway, it's, it's it's hard. All right, so I once watched, they leave Paris, I don't know, you know, how much longer I'll stick with them because I really can't. Rachel seems so miserable. She really every does. week she said, "I wish I was going." No one here likes me, and that in fact appears to be true. And the other one, I don't know. Um, I just would like Gabby and Rachel. That's turned out to be the best thing about the season, and the guys are mm-hmm. really a. Not a great selection of men there. Yeah. And then that, that dink and his the, dog and calling oh, the ladies biatches. Oh, and then lying the villain, ab- and then really. lying about it and being busted on national TV. All right, we're not gonna go yeah. more because all right, I we watched last night Blackbird. Patrick Gracie, I've run into oh. him yesterday. Oh, he yeah. he the said Leota. The Ray Leotas. Yeah. It's so Blackbird is on Apple TV, okay? It is so good. You guys are going to love it, and yeah. it's your type of show yeah. that I am watching before you yes. for once. My okay, gosh. so it is based on a true story of this guy named Jimmy Keen, and he got 10 years behind bars for a, a drug thing mm-hmm. on a ride. Is that mm-hmm. played by Ray Liotta? No. no. Ray no. Liotta's okay. his dad. Yep. Okay. It's played by um, Terrence Edgerton. Oh, who I played love Terrence Edgerton. And he is so Rocketman. different mm-hmm. in this role. He is H-O-T-Hot yeah. Yeah. Yeah, compared to his, his um, Rocket Man um, when he played um, Elton John. And, you know, when I listened to the book Elton John's memoir, Me, mm-hmm. and Taryn 
is the narrator. Yeah. It is so good. He's so good. So to see him in this role as this, he's just, he's great, but he's got charisma. He's got charisma. And so they're trying to catch a serial killer. And it is based on a true story. You don't want to read too many spoilers. No. Right. But, is it just like six episodes or something? It's no, sh- I think it's more than that. Is They're it? into we're five in. I think it's like eight grand. I bet you it's eight. Yep. I yeah. Because the old man was a disappointing seven. Mm-hmm. The one with Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of was like, we're like, oh, is that it? That's it. That's the the ending wasn't the greatest. Yeah. So it looks like Blackbird the is six. Ten? Uh, six episode, one, two, three. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, so it's eight. Eight. It's eight. That's mm-hmm. a good number, I, I feel agree. like. Eight but to this ten. is, this, so good. It, it's, it's so good. You, and he is just, oh, he can just hold your yeah. attention. He is mesmerizingly right. beautiful. And it's, it's, um, the Ray Liotta character at playing his dad, who's this cop. It is so good. I'm just yeah. going to tell you. Doesn't oh, yeah. he try to like convince the younger he, one so to what, work with? Or work with yeah, so basically what it is, this kid, um, the Terrence, um, his Taren, name is Taren. Taren, Taren Edgerton, he is, he gets con- he gets 10 years, and he was supposed to not get that much. And so they give him a, a deal. If you can go to be transferred into this maximum like our, security like, okay. prison, the big one in Kansas, what's the big one that we read about in books and stuff? What's the massive one in Nebraska? You know, the big... Big one. A super max. Bolson it's a prison? super max in the heartland. I, I think know. it's in Colorado, actually. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It isn't. It's well, this in, seems a weird thing for you to get hung well, up Well, I am hung up on it because yeah. it's a naughty, horrible place to go. Because he's in this nice place, and then he has to go and try to get information out of the serial killer about where the bodies are. Got it. But we're not even there yet, and I'm too in, but it's so good. All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to say... Enjoy um, it. Okay. Yeah. And Patrick said the fifth one is just, you're going to just die. Yeah. It's good. good. Here's my final. That's my final word on that. So good. Oh, I just was so excited to watch something so for, Julia? so farting good. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's go. Let's go before any more um, words come out of your mouth <laughs> that don't. But it wasn't going to be a swear word. No, no, you, it wasn't. Good. It no, sounded like good. a farting. <laughs> it was because I did. You fart? No. <laughs> All right, Thank let's go. Back. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, so we've got the correct spelling on the cafe from our friend Tony over it. I don't know how to spell it. It's, I, I, mean, I never I mean, know how to pronounce it. How do it. we pronounce it? Cafe. Cafe du, no, Cafe de Magoo. De Magoo, and okay. it's D-E-A-U, yeah. no, D-E-U-X. Okay, and that's day. Cafe. Yeah. And then D E U S. Yeah. D E and then M A G O T S. Okay, say it again. Magoo. Magoo. Mago. Mago. Day D Mago. Okay. Cafe de Mago. Oh, for God's sake. We'll forget. I'm going to go back to calling it Cafe de Mago. Cafe. I know, right? Okay. And I love it. We're talking about this place in in Paris. And and the Saint Germain Church, which is across the street from it, is absolutely beautiful. All right. I love it. If you're going to Paris. All right. So um, the Union Gospel, let's see here. Uh, The Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities is celebrating 120 years. And they are having a celebration this Wednesday, Mm -hmm. which is tomorrow from 3 to 7 o'clock at their. the Twin Cities Men's Campus on University Avenue, 430 
5 University Avenue. And what they're doing is they help so many people in the homeless communities, mm-hmm. help them with finding, you know, providing shelter, meals, a place to stay. And um, they've got integrated programs to help people get on with their lives if they're looking for that. But tomorrow they're having free music. The Steels are going to be playing, Heart of the City Band, Sarah Renner, juggling performances. They're having an open house, but they're looking for towels. They need towels, gently used and or new towels. And if you can't make it to their um, event tomorrow from 3 to 7, they have a Union Gospel Donation Center on Lafayette Road in St. Paul. And the donation hours are in the morning, 9 to 1. It's 565. But towels, towels are something we often hear about. Mm -hmm. And there's a really good story about one of the um, homeless men who came to the mission several years ago is now a graduate graduate of their long-term residential addiction recovery program, and he has a food truck. And he's going to be featured at the Open House's food truck. Cool. So that's very cool. They're doing another food truck thing. So anyway. I, 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 I can't, homeless. Yeah, I can't imagine how exhausting that would be to be homeless. No, it's an know? acute crisis, and it's mm-hmm. been on the rise. And so um, we just want people, you can yeah. help out simply yeah. with towels. Okay. So I Thank thought, you, Julia. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, let's see here. Other random news is, um, can you believe, Grant, I wanted this for you, that Tiger Woods turned down seven, between 700 million and 800 million? Yeah, you know, two reasons. the Saudis? Yeah. Yeah, he did it for two reasons. One, he doesn't need it. Yeah. And two, his image with the PGA and how he helped build the PGA is more important than $700 million. And I see why. Than blood money. Than blood money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I, respect him more for this. Me too. And I also understand why some of the other guys are doing what they're doing, trying to make a change in the PGA. I don't like it, but I see why they're doing it. But this was smart by Tiger. It's a competing competing guaranteed money. It's guaranteed money for the golfers. $100 million for most of these guys guaranteed who are coming on. Whereas you go play in a tournament unless you if you get in the top 10 you might bring home you know a few hundred thousand if mm-hmm. but you know how hard that is yeah so these guys play in the tournament no matter what they finish no matter what they get a hundred million dollars yeah and so they offered 700 to tiger i respect him because he's true to his roots there with the pga and yep. the image of the pga needs to stay that way and i think keeping him with that was a big part of it yeah. i think so too okay yeah. have you guys felt dizzy lately no no <laughs> maybe after that conversation i was you know what i got dizzy watching the gray man there were some vertigo moments in that movie. The fireworks and the lighting and the, the all the fight scenes were, but there was a lot of like bright flashes and fireworks and, and the height thing and, and the, the moving jumping. around. Yeah. There's like a camera that was on a drone. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, a couple of times I just shut my eyes, I got vertigo. So yes, I've had vertigo. You've had vertigo a just little? in the last week from a movie. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've noticed that the Earth's rotation is faster. No, I've not noticed. I that. heard this. One point five nine milliseconds faster. Okay, like who would notice that except for? A rocket scientist. Just asking you. Yeah, I'm just asking you. Maybe you <laughs> felt a little dizzy. Apparently not. I'll- I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Oh, I'm up to my eyeballs in in space because Casey and I started for all mankind oh, the, the new third one? season. Oh, it's out, huh? When did that come out? It came out in June. two weeks ago. Oh, no, oh, just June. It was June. I think it, the last episode might just be dropping because Apple <sighs> does once a week. Oh, I think they do drop three. Yep. And then they do the once a week because mm-hmm. you're going to you. run into that with your Blackbird. I know. Yeah, I ran into it with my original Pretty Little Liars. Yes, on HBO Max, and it makes you. I kind of like that. I'm okay with that because three is enough of a tease to get you in. Yes, and then you can wait. But you need. I like the three. Yeah. I think it's a. They must have done so many trials, different yeah. algorithms, and everything to figure out what people want to do and what they're willing right. to do to do well, it. We're going to Mars in this season. Uh, oh, sorry, and you know it takes nine months to get there. I thought it was four years. Back. I thought it was four years. Well, it does take four years in that you can only. Go to Mars every 26 months when the sun and the moon and the axe. There's just like we've got a you got a jump window of space time when you can launch. You still like that show? It's good. Oh, it's good. I'm kind of bummed that I just found out that I have to add something else to my thing to watch list. My I gosh, I have too much stuff. I know, I know it. it. I know it. And then there's this thing called life. Right. <laughs> right. Your then, life, your love life, you know, your going then you out have, life. You have to deal with other things in right. your life. It's called life. All right. This is something that I can't believe hasn't happened to now. What Snick, Snickers has is, is coming out with its own shakeable Snicker bar blend of seasoning so you can put it on ice cream. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't done this with the Snicker bar where you crumble it up well, and freeze me. everything? On popcorn, even. Think about that. Dump them on some, like, popcorn. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. good. Because we always put milk duds in popcorn. What is oh. taking them so long to get on this? I don't know, but... You should have been hired as the Lurie. VP of marketing <laughs> at one of these places... I could have been hired for OPI, and I would name dirty nail polishes. I'd have, like, double entendre nail polish. You could have done 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 ice creams. And we could have skipped this whole radio experiment. (laughs) It's been a good one, though. We could have skipped this whole deal. No, you would have been great running the team, coming up with flavors and things to do. Other ways to sell more of what we already make. Oh, Julia, CEO of Ben & Jerry's. There we go. Oh, I just love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do. I'm going to go back and just tell everybody there's nothing better than Cherries Garcia. Mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's cherries. You don't. Lori doesn't like cherries because she was in a pie eating contest and they went up her nose. <laughs> but for the rest of the world, yeah. they does are, anyone really other than you know Bing cherries? Does anyone really like cherries? I love them. I love a Marciano oh. cherry in oh, an old yeah. fashioned. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, I love all cherry oh. flavored cherry candy. I love okay. cherry. cherries. Okay. Oh, I love cherry. Mm. Cherry. Cherry's flambe. Yeah. Oh. You know what? I think I've been ruined from that pie eating contest. I told yeah. you. You had I one swat- up your nose. Two. I swallowed two <laughs> whole big cherries and they connect. That's when I realized your nose connects to your stomach. <laughs> yes. And other people who use the the floaty pot or whatever that's called. Yeah. Do you notice that that's a weird experience? Oh yeah, when yeah. you do the nose flush. Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. That's an eye opener. All right, what's happening with the traffic grant? Nasal opener. Yeah, Nas- it's got a name, the Nutty Pot. The yeah. Nutty Pot. Nutty Pot. Well, I, I just have to say, even though we're I feel like we have had quite a bit of TV talk and down the road TV, Amazon had a couple of interesting announcements about TV shows, you guys. Okay. So, Selena Gomez is producing, we don't know if she's starring in, but Amazon, uh, this is, excuse me, Hulu, it's um, Working Girl. Oh, the be only, a limited series. The, is it 
Like the, the Melanie Griffith, yes, Harrison Ford, Ford one? That's right. Got six Oscar nominations in 1989. I mean, think of uh, Top Gun Maverick, how well that did at the yeah. box office. Right. And um, it's been a you know busy year for Selena. But yeah, she's in final negotiations with 20th Century to produce a reboot. Yeah. Not a series. So it would be a reboot of the movie. Working girl. I've heard also potentially, and like you said, the producer and star is May, all, yeah, maybe. maybe we star haven't, nothing's we been confirmed, know. but yeah, potentially star. Okay, we that movie. I love that movie. I kind of did too. With Sigourney Weaver, Weaver. and Melanie she Griffin. was bored. And Sigourney Weaver was kind of, yeah, she was like the, the Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. She was so and great. Melanie in Griffith Melanie. was the working girl from yep. Staten Island. Yep. You, know, you still ride that Staten Island ferry for 25 cents. Um, each direction. And then Jake Gyllenhaal yes. is going to be, um, Amazon announced that he is going to star in a Roadhouse remake. Oh, do you what? And, yep. Yes. Love as in, it. we as went in... crazy for Swayze, but oh. now we can ache for Jake. It's oh, been over 30 it. years yeah. since Roadhouse with one of the most homoerotic scenes <laughs> ever with between, you know, mustache, Sam Elliott, Elliot and, and Patrick Swayze. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't, I can't remember that movie at all. Oh, well, remember Patrick movie. is a he's a bouncer. He's, a bouncer. he's the lead bouncer, and, and then he, he's like a, he was was he a fighter that became a bouncer at the rough and tumble? Yeah, he had some. Saloon? Yeah, he had a past that that they brought him in because of his rough past. Yes, like he was a fighter, and so same kind of thing at a rough and tumble roadhouse in the Florida Keys, and then he discovers. So rather than in the I think Roadhouse, was that in, like, Texas? It was or? in Texas. Yes. So yes. this one will be in Florida. Okay. And um, Doug Lyman, L-I-M-A-N, and he has done, I've, I can't think off the top of my head some of the stuff he's directed, but he's directing this, and he can't wait to put his thrill, his, his thrilling spin on Roadhouse and what Jake and I are going to do to this iconic role. It's a home run for them. I just, you know, what's crazy is when you're telling me that they're going to be working on some future movies in that first part of this segment, I go, I wonder if anybody's ever going to do Roadhouse. And then you literally brought that to me. Oh, you're kidding. I, I mean, I just had this thought. I'm like, I would love to see this redone. That, the, I watched that movie because it is just man candy testosterone. Kelly, Kelly um, Lynch. Lynch is in mm-hmm. it. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's really, what was that, like 1989? It's 30 years ago. The whole lag, 22, 12, 92, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That date. That date. That date. That date, 1992, mm. I guess, is what it would have been. Wow. Right? And wow. Um, Doug Lyman, he directed Swingers, The Bourne Identity, Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow, which is a great Tom Cruise sci-fi movie with Emily Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow, if you've never seen that. But yeah, I so... He's a good director. Yeah, Doug. of course. So anyway, um, who else is going to be in it that we know? I didn't recognize any of the other names. I don't recognize Lucas any. Gage from White Lotus. Everyone liked Lucas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah? he was the kid that yeah. um, had the thing with the concierge yes. or the general yes. manager. I and think it sounds fun. Cindy Lauper got a job. She's going to uh, be a re- reoccurring guest spot on a upcoming uh, series on Prime called The Horror of Dolores Roach. Got an eight-episode order, and she is going to be in it. It's about um, an ex-con who returns to her former home of Washington Heights 16 years after beginning her 
sentence. She has $200 for her name and the clothes on her back. Wow. So, yeah. Lopper will be Ruthie, a Broadway theater usher who moonlights as a private investigator. I kind of love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of her as a Hawkeye villain because she's so bubbly and yep. whimsical. I guess I didn't ever know that she wanted to act, but, you know, she's like, uh, you know, that's kind of fun for her. I think so, too. Yeah. And then um, did we know there was going to be a TV series, miniseries, Fatal Attraction? I feel like we did. I we've like talked, we've talked yeah. about this. Yes. So yeah. they're we've filming it, this. and Joshua Jackson was seen on the streets like in New York City looking like a budget. Michael Douglas with that hair. Uh, and Lizzie Kaplan is in it. Oh, and, I love her. And Paramount. Yeah, we're getting this from Paramount, and he really was good in Dr. Death. Oh. And the affair he was in. But it's going to air on Paramount, and it's um, they're re- setting they're broadening the lens so that it isn't just seen basically through the eyes of michael douglas where like she's just crazy this right she got your d and then she went crazy so we're gonna gonna update see it through her lens too yes it's gonna be a little bit more fair but i can't tell by the fashion what era we're in if it's gonna be the 80s that kind of looks 80s doesn't it yeah i love it anyway i like that era yeah and I think Lizzie's hair is meant to be like Glenn's curly hair in uh, Fatal Attraction. Now, that was a disturbing movie. Okay, I took a class on it, I swear. You did? At, it was in part of our humanities class at the University of Minnesota in 19, whenever I went back and the tried to graduate. The movie came out in 1987. Yeah, that was the year I took this humanities class. Okay. And we talked you know, all the symbolism in it, all the hidden nuggets, you know, that you yes. call Easter eggs out. But we spent a good bit of time on it in my humanities class. And it was just fascinating looking at the movie from that perspective. It is the most disturbing movie. Oh, it's I hated the it. The same director that did our movie that we hated about the affair with. Um, oh, with. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I know who you're talking about. She was made. She was wrapped up in the carpet. Yeah. He was wrapped up in the carpet. He was married. Who are these horrible people? No. Diane, Diane Lane and the guy. The handsome guy. The handsome. Didn't the handsome guy have a baby with something? <laughs> Can anyone help us with our brain? What was oh. that? Adrian Lynn is the director. Okay, what is the name of that stupid movie, movie. we hated? Oh. The Affair. The, the Affair is what it was called. Unfaithful? No. Unfaithful. Unfaithful. Diane, who's the so, guy? Who's the guy? Oh, the guy is... So he did both these movies. Richard Julia. Gere, Oliver Martinez. With Oliver Martinez. Martinez, who was married to Halle Berry. Yes. But Adrian Lynn did both Fatal Attraction and then... The All affair. those years later, unfaithful. Oh, I hated that movie. And the fact that you hated both those movies on the two different... Uh, well, they were both disturbing. And this is kind of what he's known for. So let's wrap so it like, all around. Well, he, I just feel like if there's still a class and they were looking right. at something like that, they would need to include Adrian Lynn and include the, you know, Unfaithful, which came out in 2002, you know, because we left that movie theater. We hated the I, way the story was being told. We saw it at the Mall of America. We hated mm-hmm. it. Because the woman came off she like a so, loser. She was so... Mm. It was such a... She really was a loser. Yeah, that's what we didn't... We didn't we like, like about her. it. We are like, God, you're going to have this hot affair, and now you're going to walk away or broke... I just... We just... It felt... I don't know what it felt, but we didn't like it, and I could see how it would have been a good class. 
yeah. a good discussion. It was interesting. So this is supposedly updated from that. Nothing to do with Adrian Lynn, and it's filming right now. So it's not just a bitches be crazy after you give them the D. <laughs> which it's going to be, get which into is this. kind of what Fatal Attraction uh, made it seem out to be. Mm-hmm. It really did. You know, I still remember that cute white dress she had on off Mm -hmm. the shoulders, the elevator scene, the rabbit boiling in this pan. And what's her name? Who was the wife? Oh, yeah. Annie, Annie Archer. Who, a Scientologist, a Scientologist. <laughs> and her and name her son, and Tommy, Tommy is was is like an enforcer in the church. Yeah, and Ann Archer was in like the Hunt for Red October yeah. and many. But she's a very quiet uh, Scientologist. And she was beautiful, and her son was born, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, we can draw. All right, all. Grant, we, can, we can get there. Yeah. We can get there. We can sew it. We yeah. can't thread the needle, but eventually. Well, we can, you guys were getting there. I had to go think about that. Moment between Sam Elliott and um, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Do you remember when he's doing the training and he's punching the bag, and it then is he's just beautiful, homoerotic. Then they, they're breathing heavy, and he goes, "We're not doing this." And then, and then Sam Elliott goes, "I love you, Mijo." Yeah. And it's just, it's so. It, I just watched it. It's, it, so funny. it's epic. It's an epic. It's epic. Scene. It's just homoerotica at its finest. I want to know who's going to play Sam Elliott. I like the Jake Gyllenhaal, but we got to know who's playing Sam Elliott. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun if he came back actually in a little cameo for that? Oh, oh we would love it. Oh, oh yeah. God, I love it. Like, the secret owner of the <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, we like that. Okay, listen, we come back. We're going to Hollywood speak. Um, oh, what does it mean to be hiding behind an umbrella? Well, Hollywood okay. speak this. We were talking about the director, Adrian Lynn, uh, yes. uh, directing a couple movies that we, you know, Fatal Attraction and Unfaithful. He also directed Nine and a Half Weeks, Flashdance, Um a movie called Jacob's Ladder. Which remember I that? Vaguely yes, remember. yes, yes, yes. And Deep Water, the Ben ah. Affleck Anna de Armas movie, which that, has never gotten a theatrical release. No. Nope. He's eighty-one. I don't know what's going on, but he he did get an Academy Award for Best Directing for I believe must have been Fatal Attraction. Okay. Yeah. So you know he has done. I guess it just shows you you can't make a hit every time, Julia. No, you can't. That's the Hollywood speak on that. Just like uh, Netflix spent $200 million on The Gray Man and got exactly eight days at number one and was replaced by Purple Hearts, a low-budget original romance that would have normally been airing on the Lifetime, oh. but was on Netflix starring Sophia Carson and Nicholas Gazeltine. Wow. Yeah. They might have jumped the gun on that sequel and uh, spinoff. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. There'll be plenty of people, I think, but, that'll dig it. But, yeah. But you're right. That's too short of a will, stint. Gray Man will need to stick around until mid-October to... Make money back? Oh, really? Because it's staying power is what you need for an expensive original. Yes. Oh, wow. Like Squid yeah. Game, that movie, or that series, did they spent some money on that, but it was number one... For a long time. For a long time, time in multiple countries. Right. Hmm. That's, that's the name of the game for... Expensive original streaming things, and unfortunately, Netflix really must have been. You know, they must have known that maybe Gray Man wouldn't do that well. That's why they did all the layoffs that they did a couple months ago, ah, doing advanced bloodletting. Good, good call. Wow, that's a right, that's a deep one. cut right there. I mean, but I think right. so I, because they had to have tested this. Gray Man's been out. It's been finished for two, two years. years. Yes. So I think they might have, they're like, okay, we're going to just prepare ourselves. Wow. Yeah. 
And I think they thought that they would get more eyes on it by announcing the sequel. Yeah. And the Anna de Armas. You that know, was even, a, mm-hmm. And maybe they didn't. I thought, you know, I, I, I was too much influenced by Casey, who she wasn't in the, not in the books, that character. And he just was like, I don't know why they put in yeah. a hot woman. I said, because she's a hot woman. Yeah. I, I would just say agreed 100%. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's hot. Don't woman. you understand how movies are made sometimes? 100%. <laughs> okay, Rudy Giuliani is sued by ex-wife Judith. Pay me $260,000 now or go to prison. Oh, what does she mm-hmm. have on him? Hold on to your hair dye. Okay. Um, his ex-wife <laughs> wants him to cough up more than a quarter million dollars to go to prison. In new court papers filed today, uh, she claims that the former mayor and one time, whatever, blah, she owes him money and he hasn't paid her and... He she owes him. He, he owes, owes her. her money on their house in Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, the condo was listed for three point three million, but didn't sell. He's required to pay two hundred thousand, regardless of whether it sells. Uh, he's she's only gotten sixty. Uh, she says that they were each in part of the divorce agreement responsible for their own country club mm-hmm. fees. Mm-hmm. He hasn't paid hers, so she's had to pay. His yeah, and well, whatever is in their divorce decree, and Rudy is shown us a long time ago who he is, and who he is is not a good person. They were married fifteen years, and- right? But do not forget, Judith was having an affair with Rudy while he was married to his first wife, to his wife, yeah, I know. and everyone in New York knew about it. Yep. Judith, yep, and we had his wife on our show when she wrote a book. About how he broke her heart and she met her college boyfriend at a reunion and found chance at second love again. I forgot about that. Yeah. Jeez. So Judith, wow. a little karmic payback. 20 years on this right yeah. now. We can make it all. Years. Everything oh relates. But I'm just saying, Judith is getting some of her karmic payback. Yes, she is. And whatever is in the divorce agreement. But I think Judy or Giuliani, Judy Giuliani, whatever the hell her name is, you know, she's, she, a girl's got to do what she's got to do. Okay, but I somewhere the first so wife is laughing. Okay. Because they had such an out loud affair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in all the tabloids. Oh, yeah. And, you know, okay. Taylor Swift seen hiding behind an umbrella as she gets off a private jet. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. Well, she, Julia, she she's trying to, after being the biggest climate criminal out there of the celebrities... Well, she says that other people use her jet. But, oh. but the fact that she's hiding behind an umbrella makes me think she doesn't rent it out as much as she says. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, now I'm getting where you're going. Getting where I'm going yes. because, like, uh, you know, what do you got to hide? Yeah. The optics of it just don't look. Yeah, it doesn't make doesn't line up properly. No, it properly doesn't. So just get, you know, stand tall. Now, if you've all, I'm going to, I'm going to flight attendant speak something for you guys. Okay, this ought to be good. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm going to explain something about travel that people don't realize. Oh, this ought to be good. Okay. Wait a minute, Grant. Yeah, yeah, I'm marking the time right now. <laughs> Something that you may not realize, but I know about because I... Well, I've been in the travel business for a long time. We know people in the travel business. We know people from uh, all across the board. Bag Mm -hmm. handlers to CEOs to flight attendants and everything in between. Flight attendants do not... And I, I worked at Sun Country. And, you know, I did something really good for the flight attendants there. Got birth control covered under their insurance. Okay, go that, finish your story. Okay, but flight attendants, you know, don't get... 
paid, paid until the gate, gates closed. no, to the door closed yes. and the handbrake gets lifted. Yes. So this is why flight attendants are not helping you with your bags and they're trying to move you along yes. and tell you not stay in the aisle. Yes. And I mean, it's sure it all has to go in with on time departures. So right. I think that's always been part of the reason why that happens yep. because you need to have the whole crew invested and in getting your planes to push off on time. Yep. And if you just started paying everybody yep. the minute they parked their car at the airport, you know, there's no... The minute they got on the plane, yeah. But you yep, know what yep, I'm yep, saying? Yep, yep. So that's why flight attendants are not necessarily uh, helping you uh, with your uh, bag. And if you're too cheap to pay for a bag and you are worried about your bag filling in the overhead, don't worry. They'll take it at the gate and they don't charge you a thing. And then it's one of the fir- it's first one off. Just a little trick. You can't bring a big, huge suitcase wait, like that. Say, wait, what did you say? So, okay, you know how sometimes people really, they honestly, they're 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 budgeting their money and yes, they do yes, not want to yes, pay yes, for yes, a bag yes, yes, yes. to be checked, but yes. they've got overhead. Right. Mm-hmm. So if your overhead bag is like how you and I like to do, might be a little overstuffed mm-hmm. and maybe you're not in the front of the plane or even, but you're in the back yeah, and you're yeah. worried about the overhead space, you can always... Check your bag at the gate. Yes, you can, which is wonderful. For free. Yes. And then the, and the bag comes off first. Yep. It does. And then you don't have the stress and it of is slowing down people and it is or stressful. finding yep. a, a bin yep. that is nowhere near your seat. And people are looking at you and you're sweating and you're in your mask or maybe not. But, you know, all the same, the flight attendants are, you know, they don't get paid until. And so the same with pilots. So that is why. I like that. Yeah. I, that's actually genius. That's a nice little tip. You, well, it's just that's how they do it. Yeah. But I oh, feel yeah. like that, that it, yeah. because it's so much of, uh, of an airline is measured on, on time performance, you know, yeah. all of that. All 100%. Things, those statistics yeah. are all blah, blah, blah. Okay, so do we want to Hollywood speak Brad Pitt about the skirt? We're in a skirt. We're all going to die, so let's mess it up. Sometimes he really is a surfer dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Isn't he? He's a laid back man sometimes. Yeah, really. Based really. on that interview we tried to play earlier. We too. did. Gosh, <laughs> we tried. Yeah, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. So disappointing. All mm-hmm. right, we'll be back.